Well, welcome to another episode of the Fittest of the Coast podcast. David Neese and Josh Desmond joining tonight's episode. Josh, I'd ask you how you felt, how you feel after doing Murph, but we already know you didn't do it. So, David, how are you feeling? Uh, I actually feel really good from a Murph standpoint. But, uh, you know, right before I saw you, I pulled my back out, putting my tennis shoe on to go do Murph. That tells you what point of life I'm in right now. So, You're what we would classify a master's athlete. Yeah, master's athlete who can't put their shoes on without getting hurt. So tomorrow is a chiropractor appointment, not because of Murph, but because of a shoe malfunction. Yeah, but we also played two hours of pickleball that night as well. So I don't know about you, but my calves are pretty sore from playing pickleball after as well. But, but you know what? I think all of that helped relieve some of the buildup from Murph as well. So, Yeah, I, f- I feel pretty good, though. Aside from my legs, um, which I, I stem from pickleball, I feel good. It was, a, it was a good time. Went out there in the morning, did it with a vest, but didn't do it. I did it. I, part, well, yeah, I, would, I, un- I did it unpartitioned. I always no, get confused. No, you partitioned about- it. You partitioned it. Yeah, we break it up, right? That's that's what it is. I always get that confused. But good Murph, good times. I know a lot of people were doing Murph, so um, just good times out there. They, Josh, we went to two weeks ago. We went down to Orlando to the uh, the semifinals. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. It was a fun time. I love Orlando. Big Orlando guy now. <laughs> Are you being serious, Josh? You really liked it? I loved it. Kyle, what, uh-huh. what, were, we, what were we calling Orlando towards the oh, end of the trip? Orlando. Orlando. The reason, I loved it. The reason being in Orlando, everybody dresses like ridiculously nice for what yes. you would think in Orlando, at least in the part where we were at. We were like, why are these people dressed so nice? Yeah, I mean, so, it, what, it was amazing. We're, we're just having casual tacos, getting burgers. And it, it was what it was called the point, right? Yes, it was called the point. It was right down the road from the convention center. And you know, me and Kyle were in gym shorts, a t shirt, whatever, right? There are people in full blown suits, button ups. The women are wearing dresses. And I'm like, Kyle, where are we? Like, what is this place? And then <laughs> basically, just started to catch on. It's like, we're in Orlando, and it was great. I had a great time, I really did. I really did. Except for the uh, flight experience, right? Oh, gosh. Never fly Spirit. Forget that airline. It's trash. If you just want to be hot and sweaty, crammed beside a bunch of strangers, delayed, and just make yourself really evaluate your entire life, fly <laughs> Spirit. By all means, fly Spirit. So, Kyle, I mean, does Josh not know that I am a proponent of flying Spirit? So. He should, yeah. He should know, but I guess he maybe doesn't. Yeah, you're talking to the guy that would fly Spirit before he flies private, Josh. <laughs> wait, Nice. Wait, you would fly Spirit before flying private? If the price was right, baby. <laughs> well, listen, I know Spirit. If you go down to the airport, I know they have really good deals, right? I, and I mean, I'm very much aware of that. I just had such a horrible experience, and Kyle can attest to it. He even said to me on the flight down. He said, dude, you looked incredibly uncomfortable the entire time. I was like, I was. I was because, you know, I'm kind of a bigger guy. I was beside a bigger guy who had no interest in sharing any room. 
right? No, no. And then, they never, they never do. They never do, right? <laughs> and he talked the whole trip. He wasn't talking to me. He was talking to the person beside him. So I'm like, good gosh, be quiet, right? And then in the aisle way, beside me and Kyle, there's this kid. And that, tell me, this isn't the most ignorant thing you can do on a plane. There's this kid <laughs> playing on his phone. All right, watching. Kyle, remember the movie he was watching? I don't. He's watching the Ted Bundy Netflix show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this kid's like 15 years old. No headphones. No headphones. Oh, man. Come I'm on, like, man. What is going that. on right now? I was like, this can't be real. Yeah, man. top quality folks to you're with. So oh. you, make your way, you make your way down, have a bad experience on the way down. What was it like walking into the thing? I know you guys talked about some struggle with communication prior. So when you got to the convention center, you got to Orlando, you were not sweaty anymore from the flight. What's your first impression walking in? Well, so we got there, we got there that night and then we, we woke up, uh, went over to the convention center. We stayed at the Hyatt, which was connected to the convention center. Yeah. The Hyatt. And Dude, very nice hotel. And very we, nice so hotel. it was very convenient. We just not walked. the Sinesta. It's not. <laughs> hey, hey, we love the Sinesta. It's, though. Ain't that right, Dees? We love the Sinesta. Yeah. Basically the setup was just like what we have at Fitness of the Coast where we were stayed in the hotel. We walked uh, through an air walk over to the convention center, but this convention center was like five times the, the size of the Charleston convention center. Yeah, uh, we actually got law. Like when we, when we walked in, we just kind of wandered around until we found it, um, but we walked in and it was cool. Um, you know, I kind of jotted down some notes. I wasn't overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, this is amazing when we walked in. You know, I thought for one thing that it would be a little bit more grander, grander than what it was, uh, but it was cool. It was cool. From a, from a CrossFit nerds perspective it was a lot of fun to sit there and just watch crossfit all day it was a ton of fun yeah it, it was really cool it was a fun experience and i like kyle kind of said if you do crossfit and if you're a fan of crossfit i think it's definitely something you should experience because you know these people that you see that are the big time crossfit people and crossfit inc the sport itself as a whole it's cool to see that in person live fully operating it, it, it's, a, it's a pretty unique experience to say the least now you guys you guys were there on on friday is that right yeah we flew in friday yeah oh, so you were at, you're at the saturday then yeah and our flight was delayed a little bit getting in so we didn't get to see any of the action friday so when we got in on friday we actually went down to the point to get some food uh which actually was a funny story because we went to this we we, there's probably five or six restaurants in this spot, and one of them was uh, a pub. And we're oh, you can't go wrong with a pub. Pub can't go wrong. wrong. Can't go right. Pub can't go wrong with a pub. Yeah, pu pub food, food is always great. So we get in there. We're sitting there. Well, first off, it takes us forever to get any service mm -hmm. as, after we sit down, and then we finally get our food. And Josh, I ordered a um, shoot like an English, like a pub dish. I can't even remember what it was. It wasn't anything to write home about. But what was Fast and it, what was something that was memorable, Josh? What happened to your food? Well, one before we get to my food, we ordered an appetizer because we're hungry. I mean, that's right. That's we, right. We've been we've been traveling all day. Yeah, poor guys, poor guys. Well, I mean, not the boohoo, but I, I was not I was not a happy guy. 
right, from just the day itself. So we ordered an appetizer, and I believe it was, you know, a lot of restaurants that do the soft pretzels with the with the beer cheese. That's right, typically. Man, these things were the smallest pretzels I've ever seen in my life. They were they were pointed at one end, and I'm looking at Kyle. I was like, "We just got robbed." They only gave us four, too. Yeah, they gave us four. And I, I really couldn't believe it because I'm like, hey, this, you know, it's a pub. I'm expecting a lot of food. I think the appetizer is like 15 bucks. And, man, it, it couldn't have been more disappointing. So that, that rubbed wow. me the wrong way, all right? And, man, I'm, I get a burger, right? I'm kind of one of these guys that go to a restaurant. I'll scan the whole menu. And then I'll end up, hey, where's the cheeseburger at, right? So super bland, but besides the point, I was just, I was hungry. So I'm trying to get full, right? And I said, a burger is the best way to do that. Okay. It takes forever. I probably took about 45 minutes to get our food. Took a while. Took a while, right? Get the food. I'm eating my fries. So I don't know how you guys eat, so I'm kind of going into this. I'm a fry guy first. He so ate all of his fries pie. first, and his burger was just sitting there. It's <laughs> nice. This it wasn't that amazing of a burger either, right? It, was just it really a, wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a fan, fancy burger. Mm-hmm. Very underwhelming. And then I finally get to the burger, and I probably eat about uh, about a third of it. And I notice, I'm like, man, this, this is a tough burger to eat. And <laughs> you like, actually oh. were complaining that it was too rare or something like that. You're like, man, I, I ordered medium. And it was a rare or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think that, I thought they overcooked it, right? That's what it was, yeah. And then I'm taking bites. I'm like, hey, this is rough. And then next thing I know, I'm taking another bite. I literally can't get through the burger. I'm like, what is going on? I open it up. There's a wrapper. There's a white wrapper in my burger. And I'm like, dude, I think I just swallowed half of this wrapper in my last bite. And I'm looking at Kyle, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, this place sucks. I was, I was not happy. And Kyle, he was like, man, let, let me let me go after him. Let me go after him. I'm like, man, let me just talk to him. I was like, the best thing we can do in this situation is I'll say, hey, cancel the tab, cancel the bill, let us just leave. And luckily, it all worked out that way. But I just, I'm just trying to eat. I'm hungry. Right? That's it. Like, your boy is starving. I've had a bad day. I just want a good burger. And here I am halfway through. I ate half a piece of paper. Still very hungry. Yeah. So that's pretty much how Friday night wrapped up. And then, at Kyle, we ended nice. up at this nice what – was, what was the place called, Kyle? Was it Miller's? No, that – Maybe it was maybe we didn't go to Miller's. It was an ale house, but it wasn't. Yeah, Miller's Ale House. I don't think I, it was yeah, Miller's I, Ale House. I don't know what you're talking about. They got okay. a good dessert there. I'm gonna tell you. I know where you're at. Well, maybe okay, it was. So, yeah, yeah, I thought it was Miller's. We went down there. Great food. I even got a burger there. And Kyle looked at my place and like, man, that burger looks good. It's like you're freaking right. It does. So I know where that place is. I know exactly where you're at. Yeah. yeah. So the night ended good. At the end, it all, so it Josh, good. Josh got his burger for second time's a charm. <laughs> then, so then, yeah, so then, so then the next morning we just we woke up, we we got over there right when the doors opened. We wanted to try to be some of the first ones in because then we wanted to, you know, we're there just also observing. We wanted to take some stuff to to possibly implement. So we walked around the whole area, kind of took some mental notes, and a couple things that I'll say. Hey, there were a lot of really cool positives, which I'll get to, but some of the negatives right off the forefront. Um, that we noticed, hey, and we look at it differently than maybe other people do because we do events. 
But the vendors, they literally put all the vendors in a corner that you didn't just walk into them. You had to go look for them. So all the vendors are in this far corner, literally on the opposite side of the facility from where the main competition floor was. And they had two competition floors. And when we were there, the first event was Linda and the individuals. And they had one set of bleachers. We didn't have seats. So we were standing around the competition floor. It was awful. We couldn't see a thing. And the reason being is they have two sets of bleach or barricades. The first set is for the media. So the media can, can take photos and do video. The next set is where the common folk or just the spectators view. So the whole workout, we're literally just looking at the backs of just these random jokers with cameras. Couldn't see the competition floor hardly at all, which was a little disappointing because Linda is such a fantastic and fun workout to watch. Um, so that would be my one complaint is, Hey, like they had this whole other separate competition floor that they could have ran Linda on that had bleachers all around it and they didn't use it. So we were, you know, we didn't have great seats, uh, there and you couldn't see a lot. The other, what I'll call negative aspect that I thought was, was very underwhelmed by the signage. They didn't have a lot of signage. And I think when I thought back to it, I said, Hey, you know, They've, they're running three semifinal events plus the CrossFit Games. The expenses that they must have must be just a- astronomical. Now, they do bring in a lot of revenue, but they're probably trying to limit as much of their expenses. That way they have more money for their, their big event, the CrossFit Games. But the signage I actually thought was rather underwhelming. So there wasn't a really cool atmosphere. And then the last thing I'll say was the music. You know, We're really big on music and, and, and playing loud uh, exciting music they didn't play music hardly at all and when they did it was just hush undertones and then they would only turn it up slightly for the last heat so it was kind of it was interesting the vibes it was not an exciting atmosphere mm-hmm. aside from watching right you had to be really into it to be exciting like the casual person they weren't like oh this is amazing josh i don't know what your thoughts were no and i agree with kyle like everything you just said the signage was very underwhelming. It was there was no super wow factor to the event, right? And unless you're a, I guess you could almost call it a kind of like I listen. I didn't know this about Kyle, but Kyle is a huge CrossFit geek, and I don't say that in a negative way either. But the guy is talking about some of these athletes competing, bringing up things from like four or five years ago that they did. I'm like, who is that person? Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm more of a casual fan. Right. I'm not digging into things super hard. But Kyle has a good point where the crowd excitement. Yes, you were watching, but there was no any real cheering unless there was a, a really tight finish. Or another thing I, I realized is that, you know, back in the day when CrossFit was doing, not that this was super long ago, but years ago of documentaries and I guess, bio videos about their super big athletes, the crowd, regardless of who was in first place, would go crazy for their favorite athlete. So, for example, Brooke Wells, I'm a fan of Brooke Wells. I mean, it's hard not to be, right? She was competing. She wasn't doing very well. But anytime she did a lift, because I remember specifically in the snatch max out, anytime she did a lift, the whole crowd reacted on it. If she got it, the whole crowd cheered. Right. And there could be someone right beside her doing a doing more weight. 
But because everybody was a fan of a certain athlete, that's what really drove the crowd crazy. So other than those type of scenarios, it was more a kind of just sitting there watching, observing type of a type of event. And especially in the downtime when they were switching heats or there were equipment changes on the floor, it just, I mean, you're just kind of sitting there. Wait. Yeah. The, the one thing I'll say real quick, what you said about the media, it sparks a great point is that I think it's one thing that they're missing. And that's, we talked about that, how they haven't really done a lot of media content around the acts and just digging into who they are and doing some of these day in the life videos or road to the game type of media content they used to do which we would all watch and then that's how you became a fan of the athletes and the sport they've kind of gone away from that i think that's been to their detriment but the other thing i'll say that i noticed is when they show the the events on youtube when they stream the event so like if you're watching from home this weekend when you're watching the europe semifinal, watch how they show the action when you think sporting event the camera usually is wide view it shows the whole field it shows like when you're watching football or soccer it's wide you see the whole field when they show crossfit it's literally they show one person tight on them and they hardly ever highlight the race as a wide view so that's one thing i've, I've noticed and i think it's something that they should fix because hey when it's a wide view you can see the whole race and they do way too much just single action on one athlete in their media coverage but yeah, Kyle, yes. I, I agree with you. They did that a lot. And there was just – it was interesting because when we got back and you were playing – what was it, the, the Western? What, yeah, what the, the yeah. You know, yeah, the West Coast. Yeah, the West Coast. When you watch the stream, it's, it's a much different experience in person, right? Because in the stream, they do a very good job presenting it on the stream, talking about it continually the conversation bringing up things but you miss the race huh you miss the race you can't really see the race yeah you can't see the race but but even in general though it, it it's even almost more exciting to watch it on the stream than it is actually being there i don't know if that makes a whole lot of i mean i, I feel like some people could relate to that to a certain extent right but yeah. that was one thing at least i i took away after yeah. watching the stream, I was like, man, this stream is almost inter more entertaining than actually sitting in the bleachers. But. Yeah, some of the positives to David were I thought Orlando was a fantastic location. It was easy to get to, just a fun spot. So I thought that was really great. The convention center setup was great. We could just walk to our hotel. There's a lot to do in the area. Uh, and the other thing was that there were energy drinks flowing the whole day. So Josh and I were uh, consuming copious amounts of Jocko fuel, which Jocko. they don't actually have a whole lot of caffeine in them, which no, was probably a good thing. The guy's trying to replace coffee. It's the most craziest business technique I've ever heard of in my life. So, Nice, there's this. Do you know who Jocko is? Yes, yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know who Jocko was. Okay. <laughs> so Josh looked like a fool talking to them. He's like, yeah. I like the name. <laughs> yeah, I literally go to these guys like, hey, man, I'm a fan of the name. It's a cool name. Like, yeah, he's a cool dude. I'm like, he? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jocko? <laughs> he's that guy right there, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't there. I don't, I don't know. Okay. It's, it's two random dudes. But besides the point, 
<laughs> I'm reading it. I'm like, how much caffeine's in it? They're like 95 milligrams. I was like, that's child's play, man. Like, I need that 250 plus, right? Like, if I'm drinking an energy drink, I'm trying to go. So, I mean, they were okay. Listen, they were free. So, I was yeah. putting, I think I had like seven. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I was motoring through those bad boys. But, yeah, but they, overall, did you enjoy them? They had a weird taste. They had a weird taste. Yeah. They had a weird aftertaste, but they weren't bad. They weren't bad. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. So at Orlando, and Josh, you watched the North America West. They changed a couple things. So they got some feedback, immediate feedback from Orlando and actually adjusted for North America West. Some of you couldn't see on the broadcast. But what was it like having the two competition floors? Because I know they combined that in Orlando for things. So was that kind of weird going back and forth? Or was there plenty of time to do that? Yeah, so that was actually – it was a great idea for them to combine the floors because obviously we talked a little bit about some of the pain points. The one, you if you didn't have a seat and there wasn't much seating, you couldn't see a thing. No. Um, but no, the, the setup was very easy to get back and forth from, and I thought the timing, the way they set up their events, pretty much as soon as one event ended, you had like 40 minutes or so before the next event started. So you'd go to the bathroom, maybe go grab another Jocko, go -hmm. grab a bite to eat and you come back down. And it was, that was one of the positives. I thought the schedule, like you literally, we sat there all day and watched CrossFit and I didn't feel like there was a ton of downtime, which I thought was good. No. And you know, the thing is you didn't miss anything, right? I mean, other than certain being able to see aspects, especially the first event, there was no, oh, shoot, I better hurry up. I'm going to miss this thing. It was timed out very well, and it gave people plenty of time to transition over to the main floor. I mean, that that was all very well laid out. I will, I will definitely give them credit there. Yeah, but they definitely made the right decision to, to just combine the floors because I think the biggest thing was I believe they probably had two floors because they wanted to have a separate floor because they were allowing people to work out and pay $10 and do the workouts. So they had that second floor originally. So people could do that while the competition was going on. And then they were like, Hey, we'll just make this one bigger and we'll run 20 lanes on it. But you literally could have just added a few extra feet on the main floor, which they did at the West coast, which I think was smart. Um, And I think it was just a smart decision by them because what that was one of our biggest complaints. It just didn't, it, we couldn't see anything over there. Yeah. And then uh, there was also some controversy. Uh, not, I don't know if you guys were aware of it. Was there like any talk of it while you guys were in the uh, actually arena of who was there or who was not there and things like that? Yeah. I got some texts from some, some friends that knew I was there and said, Hey, did you see this? Like people are popping off on CrossFit right now. Actually, Kellen from wild South texted me. He was like, Hey, look at this. Like, man, people are just hating the decisions they're making. And he actually just said, hey, you guys just keep doing with what you're doing with your event. Like you're doing what's the right thing and, and keep it up and people will see that. But yeah, the, there was some talk about obviously the Alex Carone situation and then not letting him compete or making him stop competing. And then there there wasn't actually any a lot of conversation, at least amongst the folks that we were hanging out with on rich froning his situation but i don't think it was that big of a deal was made of it in the when we were there it more came out after the event with him so yeah i didn't even know about the froning situation so (laughs) 
All I know that there was some Russian guy that won a heat who was uh, a Froning. I don't know. He trains at Froning's gym. Is that right, Kyle? Josh, Josh, Josh. Oh, my gosh. Are you talking about Karenikov? Is that him? Josh, you don't know anything. You don't know Jocko. You don't know Rich Froning. You don't know Roman. (laughs) All I can say is this guy won a heat. I like caffeine and energy drinks. That's what I know. And hamburgers. Well, hamburgers without paper in them. I love that. (laughs) But I don't know. He just cracked me up. That's I just remember you, Kyle, telling me said, "Yeah, that guy trains with Froning." I was like, "Oh, cool." Uh, yeah but but overall it was it was a good time if you and i would i would say hey if you like if you're like a fan of crossfit and the sport even if you don't have friends or know anybody that are going i would definitely go get if you get the chance go to one of the the semifinals and it was also cool too because there was a ton of athletes that competed at fittest of the coast that were participating so it was fun to get to to watch a lot of athletes Uh, i think we had three men in the individual we had a team, at least two teams, maybe three or four. There's there was a bunch. I, it was hard for us to keep track, but it was fun because we had rooting interest in a lot of people. So that was that was a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. yeah and several individuals on the female side too that had been a part at some point. That's as well. yeah, yep. There were definitely a ton of people there, so it was mm-hmm. cool. And it was cool too because we ran into a, a handful of folks that participated in our event, and we got to chat with them. Um, so yeah, if you get the chance, I would definitely recommend going and, and, and making a trip there. It'd be it's worth it. Josh, I think it's, I think it's time for every minute on the minute, dude. Oh, is it time? It's time, it's time, dude. I'm just glad that you got the name of the segment right this time. Yes. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Shots fired. I'm looking out the questions we have. So. For those that are tuning in for the first time, so we're doing a we have a segment every minute on the minute. We're gonna have four topics. We're each going to have roughly 20-ish seconds to give our response to those questions, and we're going to do it rapid file, fire. Are we ready? On the starting off? Is, is Nice starting off? Nice yeah, is, okay. He's at the top. So All right. He can, I hear, here, Josh, I'll go second this time. Okay, that works. That works. All right, here we go. First question on the clock. David, what is the best pre, pre-workout? Ready, go. Uh, for me, it's Amino Energy uh, Blueberry Lemonade. That's what I am okay. kind of hooked on. I've tried different things. Um, I don't want to get too high, too low, but that's kind of been a steady for me. Nice. For me? Uh, okay. <laughs> what, that was like 12 right? seconds. That was like 12 seconds. Well, hey, we are, we I already, say what I need is. We already established he's clear and concise, I but know. we know you're the caffeine junkie, so you're going to have a. I was trying to save time for you. you yeah. Know? All right. Well, right. Kyle's going to cut me off at 20 seconds anyway. He's great. No, person, Josh, so. this is your favorite question anybody's ever asked you. It's about caffeine. All right. Uh, my pre-workout of choice right now is podium nutrition at, or podium pre-workout. So I like the blue Raz flavor. Also do a little bit of the peach, but the blue Raz is great and uh, it hits just right. Days, that was 13 seconds. Man. Oh, wow. Yeah, All right, buddy, you got like 42 seconds then. Come on. Well, I can't take up your guy. I'm going to stick to the rules. 20 seconds. All right, I already know what I'm going to say. All right, ready, go. Jack 3D. Anybody that has been in the caffeine game and the pre-workout game for a while, about 10 years ago, Jack 3D was running the game. Even long, 10, 10 to 15 years ago, it's it was so good that they had to ban it. So for anybody that's remember Jack 3D. Jack 3D was good. 
Jack oh, 3D yeah. was good, right? It was. It, that it, it hits you so hard. It gave you the tingles as soon as it, as soon as it, that liquid taste it touched your tongue. You were like, Ugh. yeah. I, I'm being dead serious. I remember being in high school when there were some guys before we worked out. They would take like six scoops, six scoops. I'm like, dude, like your heart is gonna explode, right? But was it worth it? Maybe. Maybe. Was Jack 3D the one? Did it get banned because it actually had a corrosive element in it and would burn through people's bodies? I wouldn't doubt it. I have no idea. It's just a shame. It's yeah, just a if real you, shame it got if you, I think there was some sort of like there was some sort of element in it that would actually cause a chemical reaction in the body, and you would explode from the inside out. Google well, I never witnessed it. It never happened to me. So. Let's yeah. let's let's make it a point to bring Jack 3D back to the market. <laughs> Google it. All right, next one. Here we go, David. Workout music of choice. Three, two, one, go. Uh, I like music that has lyrics uh, and that is upbeat with some bass, but that you can understand. I'm not really this emo techno kind of guy, uh, so I prefer classic rock or rock, but rock classics, not classic rock. Rock classics with a beat. All right. So for me, it just depends on the time of day. So I work out primarily in the mornings and a lot of times by myself. And honestly, I like calm music in the morning. So I'll usually listen to worship music. It's very soothing. It's calming. And especially what I found during wads, if the music is calmer, it actually helps me keep my heart rate down. I'm not going psycho mode when the music's playing. So I like Christian music in the morning. Hey, man. That's like 25 seconds right there. Hey, I was spreading the good word, man. I think that's great. but Three, two, one, go. All right. It just depends on the mood I'm in. Sometimes I could go for rap. Sometimes it's EDM. Not country, except that unless it's Morgan Wallen. He's the only country guy I like. But I'm the type of person, though, that if I find a song, I will beat it to death. Or in other words, I will listen to it over and over and over and over again. For a whole workout, I could listen to a song 30 sometimes and be Good. totally content. I do that too. I do that too. Oh, okay. I didn't know. If that, that was I actually, actually did a 15 minute AMRAP this morning of shuttle runs and then complexes of deadlifts, hang cleans, and bent over rows. And I listened to the same song five times. <laughs> what was the song? Um, I don't know. Let me, <laughs> oh my God. I'll tell you. I don't know names of songs. I just, zone, it's, oh. called, it's called Zones, the sped up version. I like it. I think it's important that we tell people, Kyle, that Josh is the DJ of choice, the guy who creates the playlist for Fittest of the Coast. Uh, and so he spends a considerable amount of time combing through YouTube and other places to find the best version to get our athletes ready to roll. Thank you, Nice. I appreciate that. I'll tell you, the, the music is such an under, what's the word I'm looking for? Valued undervalued thing at a competition where it totally sets the tone, right? And I always, I remember the very first year, sorry to go on story here. I remember the very first year I created a, a playlist off of Spotify, okay? And I probably spent a solid two months into it. And then lo and behold, at the competition, <laughs> I remember my brother coming up to me. It's the first year he's like, hey man, the playlist sucks. I took some other dude. So I was like, are you serious? I was like, I spent two months working. I was like, dude, it sucks, man. I'm telling you, like, some Beaver song came on, and everybody was like, Beaver? Like, what's Beaver doing? I was, I was like, after that year, I learned. And truthfully, to anybody that's listening, the best place to find music is YouTube. 
YouTube is the best. You can get any type of remix on there that a Spotify or an Apple Music will not allow. So that's yep. my tip. There you go. Yeah, David or Josh, you really do a good job with that. Thank you, Kyle. All right, next one. David, three, two, one. First ever CrossFit workout. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I, three three workouts come to mind uh, when I first started at Electric City up in Anderson. Uh, I remember doing CrossFit total pretty early on the first week, uh, trying to find those CrossFit, you know, the uh, max for CrossFit total. I remember using battle ropes and they had set up kind of a stationary, like we're moved from station to station uh, with some box jumps and some kettlebell swings and some battle ropes. And I, that was one of the first things that kind of drew me in was the variety. And then also I remember Murph. I know it was a couple months in, but I do remember doing my first Murph uh, there as well. So Nice. My first workout, I, I'm not positive this is what it was because I have vague memories of it, but I'm pretty sure it was Helen, which has running kettlebell swings and pull-ups. Because I remember doing pull-ups and I didn't know how to do butterflies or – or um, do kipping so i did strict and this old guy just absolutely uh, whooped my, sorry, whooped my butt I'm sorry we're losing the spirit of the emom dude you were 20 seconds bro we're losing the spirit of the emom man i think we need to change this segment to actually give someone a minute to speak well, but all right we can, anyways we can, we can rehash we, we should just change the segment to call whatever josh wants he gets yeah, right? all right josh ready <laughs> set go you're on the clock my first workout I, I know it was at Updog. I did it. And I remember whoever's coaching that class, I can't remember. They just kept on telling me to scale everything back. So I felt like a total wimp compared to everybody because I'm thinking in my head, I can do all this stuff. Little did I know, I was so far behind everybody. And it was in a very exhausting workout. Wow, Josh, that was 20 seconds. Good job. Yeah, well done. Well, it's just the spirit of the email. <laughs> all right, here we go. Last question. This is a debate. This is a very debatable question. Can you wear a tank top to cross to a CrossFit gym if you're a dude? Ready and go. Can you wear a tank top as a dude to a CrossFit gym? <laughs> you wear whatever you want. I know. You wear whatever you want. I was trying to be silent for 20 seconds, but I couldn't, like, stop from laughing. So uh, I do not wear tank tops to CrossFit gym, but that's just me. You wear what you want. Yeah, you know what? I really just want to know why it is that tank tops are frowned upon in CrossFit gyms. Like, how did that start, Right. Because you, you rip off your shirt. Most people are going shirtless. So what's wrong with a tank top? I'm all for wearing tank tops. Go wear a tank top to your next CrossFit class. Josh. Okay. I was just didn't know if your 20 seconds were up. Well, so, I don't know. You've been keeping track the whole time. <laughs> well, you had like five <laughs> seconds left there, dude. I didn't know if you had another point. <laughs> Go. You know, personally, I think it just depends on the style of the tank top. If it's a super tight one, absolutely not. You should not be wearing that as a guy. Girls like that kind of the look. If it's super, super loose, what's the point of wearing one? You might as well just go shirt one. So you're saying no Under Armour, skin-tight tank tops? Absolutely not. Especially if you're a guy. I just think it's a bad look. <laughs> I will agree. It's a really bad look. Yeah. Needs no comment there? You got nothing to say? Just gotta say I got nothing to say, man. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think... Um, I understand why people take their shirts off and cross. I get it. But I also think that sometimes people make errors in strategic decisions by taking their shirt off when the shirt actually provides some friction for some movements uh, instead of 
Like, I just think it's a lot easier to clean a barbell when you have a shirt on or to do squats or to do certain things when the shirt is absorbing the sweat and it's not going all over the bar and everywhere else. So I think sometimes people just want to show their body off so much that they take their shirt off and hey, more power to them. Uh, I think a tank top serves the same purpose. There's not enough clothing to kind of help you with any of the movements. So what's the point? Yeah. I definitely think it's it, for there's a vain aspect to it with a lot of folks. Uh, the one thing I will say, being in a and Josh, you work out in my garage a lot. The one yeah. thing that I will say is, if you don't like, a lot of times we don't even start wearing a shirt in the garage, and the reason being is you're pretty much just going to waste the shirt because it's just going to be soaked. So hey, save you a shirt for for laundry. Help my wife out. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it, you know, it, it's funny you say that because being down at the regional event, there were certain events where people did leave their shirts on for the sake of the movement that's being done. Linda, and with all the, the squat cleans, right? That, that was one thing when somebody wore, didn't wear a shirt and Linda, I was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're about to just squat clean 55 reps and that bar is just going to sit on your wet collarbone. Makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. 